Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Finnovate podcast. We've got an exciting group of episodes coming up for you here. We are going to be talking to our Finnovate Fall Best of Show winners. These are the companies that the audience selected as the best companies on display at Finnovate Fall in New York just a couple of weeks ago. And joining me today, we have Derek Sutton of Autobooks. Derek, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me, Greg. Cool. So uh, for anybody who didn't see your demo firsthand, can you give us just a quick intro on yourself and what Autobooks is all about? Sure. My name's uh, Derek Sutton. I lead marketing at Autobooks. And at Autobooks, we, we really do two things. We try to boil it down to a very simple message. We help small businesses get paid directly through their financial institution. And when we do that, we help financial institutions stay ahead of the competition. So competition both being uh, traditional banks that they're competing with. And then also, as we'll probably talk through during this conversation, the emerging rise of you know digital first entities like Square, PayPal, QuickBooks, and others that are aggressively targeting uh, the small business base. So that's what we do. Cool. And as anybody uh, should be aware at this point, you know, you can check out their video at Finnovate.com. We do have it up there for you to take a look. Uh, it's well worth watching their seven minutes and you can really get a sense of what Autobooks is all about. But let's start by kind of taking a step back, looking at you know the landscape a little bit. I think it's pretty clear to most people that the last two years have been really hard on small businesses. And it's also pretty clear that there's been a little bit of a gap, a little bit of a hole in fintech when it comes to small and medium-sized businesses. You know, when you compare the offerings for individual consumers versus what small businesses are being offered, there is a gap there. We'll get into Autobook specifically in a minute, but can you, uh, from your perspective, Derek, do you think that gap is finally starting to close? Yeah. So a couple of things. One, I don't think it's a little bit of a gap. So I'll I'll kind of correct you there a little bit. I think it's a massive gap in the market, quite frankly. And I think a lot of time, effort, and attention has been paid to consumer banking and retail banking and reimagining uh, and reinventing those experiences over the past decade. And then uh, probably here over the last four or five, six years, more attention paid to the treasury management platforms and those capabilities. And what's been neglected is really you know, the lion's share of the businesses by sheer volume and number count in the US economy. And so when you look at the, just the numbers, small businesses make up 99% of the count of, of businesses in the US economy, and yet they are the least and most underserved by financial institutions, and financial institutions will readily admit that. And so I think what we're finding, Greg, is over the last two years, the gap for the business owner has actually been filled to a degree, but unfortunately, it has not been from traditional financial institutions. It's been from companies like Square, PayPal, QuickBooks, Wave, Brex, and others that have found and really seen this market opportunity of, wow, there's a bunch of businesses that are underserved. We're going to step in and help them get paid. We're going to step in and help them manage their business online. We're going to step in and help them manage cash flow, automate accounting, what, what have you. Um, and that's really who's been serving businesses well uh, during the pandemic um, in, in many regards. 
No, totally. I completely agree. And I think one of the things that, you know, I love about fintech is that when there's a big opportunity, you're going to find somebody who's tackling it head on. There are going to be people who are looking to exploit that opportunity to offer services which aren't being offered. And to your point right now, it's not financial institutions who are offering those services. It's people with direct to consumer offerings. Now, there's a little bit of an interesting piece here because what we saw when it comes to consumer finance, you know, a couple of years back, there were a lot of companies looking to go directly to consumers and what a lot of them ended up deciding to do was partner with banks or maybe sell through banks to the consumers that way. And this is something which I believe AutoBooks does as well. You guys look at banks as distribution partners as a way to reach a lot of different uh, end users in a really efficient way. Do you think we're going to see more of that? I do. And, you know, for us, this is a tremendous opportunity. And so while there is, you know, really, um, I would say great competition, those companies I mentioned are, are good companies that have great solutions. But at the end of the day, we feel like businesses are best served if they're served holistically by their financial institution. As we all know, you know, small businesses are not just their business operating account. They're also their personal account with the financial institution, their auto loan, their home loan, et cetera, et cetera. And so at the end of the day, um, small businesses, micro businesses, you know, businesses in general are best served if served holistically through the financial institution. And so I think you'll see companies like us, you know, where we look at the banking channel as the primary channel, and we want that to be the primary channel. We don't want to be a standalone service. And we want the relationship that the financial institution already has with the business owner to be front and center. And we're not looking to build our own standalone relationship with that business owner. The way we view the world is we're really an embedded solution provider uh, for financial institutions. And so we distribute directly through their digital banking channels and we support you know, the business owners through those, those digital banking channels. We augment um, the staff really of the financial institution for go-to-market capabilities, service and support. But at the end of the day, you know, when you when you hear the industry talk about embedded fintech, uh, that's what our definition is and how we believe, you know, really the way moving forward, the most successful model is for financial institutions and fintech companies like ourselves. How can we not only integrate a technology, but also surround it with the full suite of services, support, et cetera, that a bank needs to compete in kind of this digital first uh, uh, mindset today. Well, wow, there's a lot to unpack there, but I think one piece that I think a lot of times gets lost in the shuffle when you talk about small businesses, at the end of the day, in many cases, small businesses aren't more than a couple of people. And to your point, you know, people uh, have existing relationships with their financial institutions. They have you know, roles uh, or relationships kind of outside of the business banking relationship. Sometimes they're consumer bankers as well. And I think this has led to a little bit of muddiness when it comes to small business solutions, because a lot of times banks don't quite know how to think about those people who have you know feet in multiple camps, so to speak. And I think this is one of those areas where, you know, now we're starting to see companies like yourselves who are able to say, well, you know, you don't have to separate that out. You can keep this personal relationship, which you've built, but you can simply offer more tools and offer more support to those small businesses to help keep them, keep them alive, quite frankly. Uh, this seems like a good place to transition into autobooks more specifically. And obviously we're talking about small businesses, you know, getting paid is a really crucial step. Can you talk a little bit about the pain point there and how you guys solve it? Yeah, uh, so what you talked about earlier, the solution set that is tailored to a smaller micro business owner 
largely starts with their issue with cash flow, right? Small business owners are consistently under a cash flow crunch. In 2016, Chase pushed, pushed out a survey of over 600,000 businesses where they established that the median business in the U.S. economy has 27 days of cash buffer on hand. So that's Which is a astonishing. Really, <laughs> right, a really low number, right? So basically, if um, if you don't have money coming in as a business owner, you're out of reserves in 27 days. We followed up and did a report with Ron Shevlin and the Cornerstone team where we surveyed and found that businesses in that traditional invoicing process, as an example, uh, their day sales outstanding is anywhere between 27 and 41 days. So basically, if they issue a traditional invoice, Craig, it's not going to get paid for 27 to 41 days. So if that's the time to get paid, but yet they, on average, have 27 days of cash reserve, you can see they're always um, on, a, on a cash flow crunch. And so for us, getting back to your question, the, the best tool, the primary tool, the, the tool of, of focus is integrated receivables, or how do you help a business owner get paid efficiently, effectively, and then through, most, most importantly, through their existing digital banking channel and relationship? How do you meet them where they're at in their journey and hopefully have that be part of your banking experience? And so what we do is we integrate those tools directly into the bank's digital banking channel, uh, starting with digital invoicing. So a business owner can uh, go right into a bank and as we demoed you know, at, in New York, can go right to TD Bank as an example, enroll in minutes, send a digital invoice that can be paid online. And in addition to that, we have we issue every business owner their own secure payment link. So they can put that on a website, they could text that to somebody, they could pull it up on their phone and accept the payment right there in front of somebody. They can put it on a social media feed, a newsletter, et cetera, et cetera, and accept the payment right there in app. And so we think that those are kind of the, the starting points of, okay, business owner, you're in a cash flow crunch. How can we help getting paid simpler? And to our credit, and this is really kind of the power of not only offering it through the financial institution, but making it easy for the business owner to onboard to get paid through card in ACH directly online. Every, issue, every invoice that gets issued through AutoBooks, 95% of our invoices get paid within five business days. And wow. so we're really proud of that number, right? Because of the, the number I gave you earlier from Chase, if we can cut day sales outstanding you know, by 75%, we believe that that helps businesses build up those capital reserves that are vital for them to build and grow their business. Now, certainly when you kind of put it in that context, you see the scope of the problem pretty clearly, right? Obviously, cash flow is incredibly important. And the simple math is if you don't have money coming in and money coming in quickly, then your business won't last long. And I think, you know, it's pretty widely documented that most small businesses don't fail because of underlying flaw in the business model. They fail because of cash flow issues. And so sorting that piece of the puzzle out certainly helps a lot more of those businesses stay open. And it's not difficult to see why so many of the people in the Finnovate audience really responded positively to this and, and was really excited about what you guys were showing them. Um, before we talk about that, I do want to just come in a little bit more on the size of the opportunity here, because I think, you know, we, we've had some big numbers out there. There's a huge number of small businesses that are out there. Obviously, a lot of them have banking relationships. But do you have any sense of kind of the scope of what we're talking about here? How many companies, you know, how many uh, different opportunities there are to be one here? Yeah. So uh, we track two numbers. 
the SBA number, you know, for tracking small businesses, they peg it at 31.7 million businesses in the U.S. economy that they track. Most of the time, those are businesses that have like legally registered an LLC, a sole proprietorship or or, or greater, right? There's also um, MBO partners that tracks an independent worker number. And so think about people that are largely, so if you're a a financial institution listening, um, these are more than likely people inside of a retail account. So these are your side hustle, your gig economy, people doing something on the side, uh, sole props that haven't formalized. So, you know, my sister-in-law, Emily, who has a photography business that's doing $60,000, $70,000 a year out of a retail account, she would fall in this independent worker number. She's never formalized her business yet. She's a legit business, you know? Sure. And so we kind of combine those two together and say there's about 70 million um, Americans that have an opportunity to help them get paid and manage their business. And we kind of keep a foot in both camps where... There's times that you need to deploy our modules in the retail platform. There's times when maybe it makes more sense in business. And more often, it it actually belongs in both for for most of our financial institutions because they don't fit in one box in banking right now. They're they're kind of the businesses, the small businesses themselves are either kind of finding themselves in a business platform that's a bit too much for them, kind of overserved and too complex, or in a consumer banking product that's kind of too basic for their needs and, sure. and they're needing to reach for more. What's really fascinating here is this idea that banks could have a lot of these customers already on their books and not even have any idea of who among them would be in this bucket of being you know, a small business owner uh, because they're in a retail account you know, without being able to go through and look through the data. You know, you might be able to sniff it out there. If you really poured over the, the data and the account activity, you might be able to say, okay, this looks like maybe this is a person using this for a business account. But uh, I think what's what's fascinating is that this could be happening and banks wouldn't even necessarily know it. Exactly right. And so we intuitively picked that up just like you did early on. And recently we've been pouring over the data more, as you said. And what we found, the results are pretty astonishing, quite frankly. We're finding a tremendous amount of activity uh, in retail accounts on third-party products like Square, QuickBooks, PayPal, more business transactions, not just consumer and so there's a growing kind of rise of using those third-party tools attached to retail accounts that we're seeing. When you combine that with the same activity we're seeing in the business side, in many cases, and this is, this is um, I think, really eye-opening for the industry, quite frankly, in many cases, those platforms are uh, usurping or beating the bank's merchant services programs significantly meaning that there's far more deposit activity coming in from those third-party applications than there is settling from the bank's own merchant services solution. And so that's the opportunity, that's the gap that we're talking about that we think um, we need to step into and help financial institutions. And then in addition to that, there's still a a wide margin, a, a good margin of individuals that are still on cash and check and things like that that will eventually over time kind of digitize their business specifically with how they get paid. So to kind of wrap up the market opportunity, there's a lot of opportunity to run, but then there's a growing threat of of transactional activity that's taking place by providers that make no mistake are looking to not only help businesses accept payments, but they're more and more now than offering the next best product like a real-time business debit card attached to a business bank account, 
moving into lending, et cetera, et cetera, that we think banks need to cut off at the pass. Yeah, no, I think you're right. There's a little bit of offense to be played here, you know, going out and grabbing that new opportunity. There's a little bit of defense to be played, making sure that, you know, you're providing the service to your own customers. So somebody else can't come in and kind of slip in underneath you there. Um, and, and overall, really, this is a solution that's just going to help more of the small businesses. And I think, you know, we, uh, this is something that I've been really passionate about for a while now. Um, you know, early on in the podcast, I had a woman named Karen Mills on who was talking about, uh, she wrote a book called FinTech small business and the American dream, which is just this really compelling case for how financial technology is made a direct connection to small businesses and how that's a direct connection to overall social fabric. And it's really interesting. Um, so check out that episode, check out that book. Um, and of course, check out the autobooks demo from Finnovate. You can find it at finnovate.com. And, um, you know, that, that does take us to the end of our time here today, Derek, but it's really easy to see why so many people in the audience responded so positively to you. Congratulations again on winning best of show. And and thanks again for spending some time chatting with me. Yeah, Greg, thanks for having us. Thanks. Uh, thanks again for the Finnovate platform, all that you do and the, and the voice you give companies like ourselves. So once again, just, just thanks for everything. Oh yeah. Sincere pleasure. I can assure you. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.